Welcome to Passions and Professions episode 9. My name is Derek Apau, I am your host. So once again, I'm on this podcast speaking to people who are passionate about what they do, uh, many of who have made a, a living doing what they love and playing to their strengths. Um, as a result, they're on top of their game and living more fulfilled lives as a result. One uh, trend that I'm noticing is with high achievers and successful uh, leaders, they have a lot of support in place. Um, if you look to our prime minister, uh, presidents, there's the, the advisors, you know. If you're a, a chairperson, you have your board of trustees and you seek counsel. Uh, as a top athlete, you'll have, you know, your main coach, you'll have uh, maybe a specialist speed coach, physio, uh, somebody for rehab, psychologist, nutrition, the list goes on. So in this day and age, it, it just makes sense that you, um, as an individual with your personal goals or your work career goals, would have a similar support network. Um, so I ask you, listening now, um, who is in your support network? Have a think. Who's your coach? Uh, professional coach, whether it's career coach, work performance coach, life coach. Um, who gives you that impartial, um, big picture, strategic view? Who helps to raise your awareness, um, take you out of your comfort zone, put you in a stretch zone, uh, motivate you, you know? Who's your mentor? Who's that person that has been there, done it, has more experience than you, can tell you how to do it, when to do it, how often to do it? Um, who's your counselor? It's not always going to be easy. You know, you're going to have to to reflect. There's going to be the emotions. Um, there are going to be things that you need to uh, review and unpick. Um, who's your sponsor? Who can connect you? Uh, who can put you in touch with the people that are going to help you get to where you need to go? Um, who can you collaborate with? You need this network. Um, my guest today uh, is and has a, a long track record for supporting uh, HR directors, business leaders, teams uh, to lead, operate, think and feel better. Uh, he's been doing this for almost 20 years, uh, mostly in the media, comms, tech, uh, tech startup world. Um, and I'm fortunate to have worked with him, actually, um, have him as a, as a mentor. Uh, he's got long-term relationships with uh, big media agencies like the WPP, uh, Mediacom, uh, there's uh, Engine Group, Iris, there's car manufacturers, Renault. The list um, goes okay. on. His name is Adrian Green. He is an exec team coach, uh, facilitator, and the founder of pressure point welcome to the show uh, uh even though i can't believe you've had nine nine and nine yeah. you know wow. yep yep but amazing well done thank you thank you I'm, I'm happy that um you're able to to feature in this episode it's been a i think a long time uh coming cool thank you. so for those who don't know and many won't uh what do you do and what is pressure point well, um, I uh, am very fortunate to be in the position to run a company called PressurePoint, uh, which is a people and team and organisational development company. I think that's probably the best way to sum it up. Mm -hmm. We help businesses get better, move forward, and individuals within those organisations. Yeah. Okay. So, why PressurePoint? Uh, well, actually, the history, the, the genesis of it yes, was give us uh, 
my probably for my former life. So um, I spent thirteen odd years in in advertising marketing agencies, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, love that world. Uh, it's an amazing world to be in, uh, but had enough of it uh, around the turn of the millennium. Uh, and want to do something a bit more for me that I was really, truly passionate about. Mm. Uh, and that was uh, fueled by my parallel career uh, at the time, which was as an athlete. Yep. That was kind of coming towards the end of that career. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be selected for England and Great Britain and, and, yes. and travel and, uh, and, and you know, work and train with some amazing people mm-hmm. and wonderful coaches and a lot in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Pressure Point was initially around well-being. Okay. It was literally about how can you still manage and look after yourself at work mm-hmm. uh, in the same way that athletes really have to be highly zoomed and in and, and, and concentrated to, to and focused to work uh, on themselves and get the best out of themselves uh, on a regular basis. Uh, and so pressure point was very much around managing a stress. Uh, I went and retrained as a, as a, as a, as a nutritionist actually so we okay. did nut- nutrition we did stress we mm. did uh, 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 massage therapies uh, we did uh, yoga plants so it was very much on, on the well-being, the well-being piece, side yeah uh, uh, but in the workplace okay. always around being back in the workplace okay. so uh, my first gig with was with uh, uh, my last agency was Barker's Advertising at the time mm-hmm. uh, and they took me on uh, and in fact it was the general manager there gave me the idea you know mm-hmm. make it a bit more comprehensive uh, an uncomfortable uh, and so it took on uh, to deliver uh, a well-being package for their staff members. That was it. Okay, that, that was that's the... how it started. Sounds good. You touched on, you know, you wanted to do something that was more, uh, you were more passionate about. Mm. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what's your why? Like, what, what really drives you? Yeah, you know, fundamentally, I, yeah, I, you know, look, human beings are uh, amazing things, right? I, I do, I get in massively inspired by the people and teams that I work with who do amazing things yeah. way beyond what I did That's and I think a lot of that having grown up from athletics with a coach mm. my first coach was Giles Kimsey who just saw me run in a in a in a district schools event and he just came up and said I'd love you I'd love to work with you and train with you and and I think I'll get get more out of you uh, uh and I think it's probably from that from the age of 15 being mm. spotted as an athlete uh uh, and getting it, getting why would a coach stand, not getting any of the glory, stand on the corner watch, yeah. on a cold evening, watching you run up and down on a track around the grass field. And uh, and actually now, you know, like the, the warmth of an office, <laughs> uh, uh, I, 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 I get it. What were some of the challenges you faced? Because, you know, you start up, um, oh, yeah, not uh, many I, big clients. I think... Uh, interesting question I think looking back with the beauty behind sight one of the challenges is having never run, run solely a business before mm. and therefore making lots of mistakes along the way yeah um, but learning from them I think that's a key thing picking mm. yourself up and learning from them which is a little bit like sport and athletics yeah. you think you've got it nailed and Actually, then you, yeah. you, 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 you deliver a shocking performance and the key thing is to pick up pick yourself up mm-hmm. so I think the biggest challenge was naivety mm. and not knowing stuff uh, uh, and not knowing not understanding some of the fundamentals but going but that willingness to go out and mm. learn to talk about cheerleader team and support team yes. um, that's really important uh, but that self-belief and, and self-reliance is really key to mm. just to to learn stuff mm-hmm. so I think the biggest challenge was in answer to your question naivety okay um uh, and also 
doing the things you like to do, mm. right? I think, and we're all like that with human beings, we do things we like to do. Yeah. But understanding, actually, if you're running a business, it's still a business no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. And you have to do the key mm -hmm. as facets of those, yeah. of that business, of any business, and deliver on them. And if you're a sole, partner, sole trader or, mm. or, or on a board, you've got to have all the, all the, all the, all the stations covered and, yeah. and you're fine. That's it. So I guess a tip for uh, people out there who are earlier on in their in their journey. A big tip would be look at this as if you were, look at your entity as if it was a business. Mm -hmm. That still means you need to have the operations person. You need to be the person delivering it. Obviously, mm -hmm. you need to still have the processes in place. You still need to have the marketing. You still need to do new business. Mm -hmm. You still need to do the finance. And new business is massively important. Mm -hmm. Any business needs new business. So. Yeah. You've got to have that arm, whether you like it or not, take it on. You've got to have an element of the R&D. What are you going to do to grow and develop mm -hmm. your offering? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you get stuck. And in the world, this world today, you can't get stuck. In this world so today. all those all those aspects, you know, you've got to dedicate time and attention to it. If you're not mm -hmm. good at any of those aspects, don't ignore it. Yes. Bringing people to help you. Exactly. Yeah. So if it's not your strength, it's don't not your strength. get energized by yeah, it. Absolutely. You've still got to get done. Yeah, still got to get done, though. Don't ignore it. it. Don't ignore it. It'll bite you. Yeah. It'll no. Bite you. Makes sense. And you touched on the world, which which brings me nicely on to where I wanted to kind of pick your brains and get your opinions on. So look, I'm just going to step back for a bit and uh, pull out some of the key things that are happening for us right now, right? So we've got um, the uncertainty around Brexit, mm -hmm. which has been happening for some time now. It feels like a long time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Go on. Yeah. Be yeah. Okay, so then we've got, um, you know, Trump is um is in power you know in our life the uk for those of you who are uh listening from the uk uh you can understand how that impacts us as well we've had uh policy changes gdpr uh, tech is moving very very quickly uh disruptive um companies are coming into the mix we've got a big focus on on cost you know people cutting budgets um less resources available trying to to be more lean mergers acquisitions redundancies uh there's the war on talent that some describe the fact that there aren't people in certain roles or have the skills uh, you know whether it's a uh, stem engineering there's cybercrime, terrorism there's lots right i'm gonna i'm not gonna reel off every single thing but out of those things which are pretty big things macro what is affecting businesses and how is it affecting businesses um, from your perspective what, what are you what are you hearing as a like uh, you mentioned the word uncertainty i think uncertainty uh, is an interesting fact mm. it's counterintuitive to the way that human beings are wired mm -hmm. generally human beings don't like uncertainty no, we, we like certainty our brains and even when certainty is not there we'll manufacture mm. a story in our head that of will course. tell us things are certain um so I think that's the biggest challenge. I think the, the rate of speed of development, which is always relative to the time, right? I think every mm. every period of time will think they're moving quickly. Mm. Um, so maybe not prehistoric man, but you know, I, I, I generally think you know. <laughs> yeah, each you know, generation would say to you. Certainly, yeah, things move yeah, so quick. Things move quick. Um, so. Oh, but we are moving. I do think we're moving phenomenally quickly at the moment. So I think the the biggest challenge is that people don't know stuff, but people aren't afraid. To, uh, people are afraid to say they don't know stuff. I, I think you mentioned the leaders that you know we work with. I think there's many leaders that I work with or see, observe, uh, that don't know stuff. 
don't know their world particularly well, won't admit it, won't ask for help, won't bully mm. people. I think well, the ones that fly are the ones that say, don't know that, I'll bring in my <laughs> network. Right? I don't yeah. know that. Yeah. Uh, what I do know is that once I get more mm. information, I'll, sol- I'll solve it. Well, I, I believe we can solve it. I just don't know that. So, so, so leaders of companies, Yeah. essentially what you're saying is the egos are getting in the way for some because they will admit that actually I don't know we don't have that information yet however this is how we would move mm-hmm. I agree I think I think no ego is a strong word you know yeah. because it's misused I think everyone needs an ego ego is important of course yeah, you know if the theory is correct we need an ego connected to our self concept um, I would suggest therefore it's difficult for people to say I don't know stuff if they're, especially if they're mm. being judged and especially if they're surrounded by people who are looking for certainty. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. So to say I don't know actually just breeds more uncertainty. Uh, the I th- people love having an opinion, mm. right? People have always had an opinion. Mm-hmm. People always continue to have an opinion. Uh, I, I I think those who fly though are those who are comfortable saying I I don't know what the answer what's in front of me now. Mm-hmm. I I do know that if we gather enough information, we can we can put a good robust. Mm-hmm option together mm-hmm. and a decision and, do, and, and make things happen mm-hmm. I think that would be good uh, I think that lots of acquisitions are happening now absolutely mm. I think most people are, are naive in, in and ignorant in, in acquisitions okay uh, and don't get me wrong I mean I, 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 I think the nuts and bolts are done really well yeah but so what 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 are some people missing what? I think the, the impact on change the impact of Mm-hmm. people people's roles the mm-hmm. impact of uncertainty when you bring two entities together yeah. what how that might make people feel mm-hmm. how that might make people behave yeah. how that might impact performance and relationships mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think a lot of that is sorted don't get me wrong I think the consultants mm-hmm. and the money men are brilliant at doing the the, the legal bit to get yeah. that but it's, it's beyond that I think there's mm-hmm. a lot that happened in between the legals yeah. of the merger the getting the numbers right getting the branding right, get all that, that's normally done brilliantly well. Mm-hmm. But what about the rest of the stuff? The people, the integration, the the, under, the true understanding how people feel, what it, what it might mean, uh, uh, what you want the new thing to look like, to feel like, behave, mm. uh, uh, the new commitments, new ways of working, having time to understand each other, uh, uh, enable people to exit if, if it's not right for them and support them in doing that. Uh, you know, I think there's, there's a lot mm. that business could do today to make that whole process much better. Mm, but a lot of it is about ig- actually real ignorance about people and what people need. Okay. And then, in regards to the, you know, the scaling back, you know, restructuring mergers, that's one way. Well, I mean, what's the impact on, on small businesses, I think, like yourselves then? I think, no, I think the biggest impact, and I'm sure many will agree, that decisions are slower. Mm. So I think in our times of uncertainty, fewer people want to take responsibility okay. to calls on stuff. Okay. Uh, I think it's a natural human behaviours to become more controlling for those in power. Mm. Uh, so I think, therefore, people are less empowered to make decisions to do things uh, and take ownership and be supported in things. So how that cascades on, on our business, things just take longer. Okay. Things take longer. I think we see things decisions that aren't cohesive mm. uh, 
and agreed so we can get briefed mm-hmm. many times yeah, yeah. by different stakeholders yep. with different things. And with all the restructures, decision makers are moving around and changing. And Absolutely. And finding who the decision making uh, decisions decision makers are mm-hmm. is uh, difficult. I do. I think that is. Mm. Uh, and it's not clear. I think in uncertainty, you get lack of clarity. And in lack of clarity, mm. you get interesting behaviours that aren't necessarily conducive to mm. uh, a business you, when you said interesting behaviours you had like a big grin on your face I was, I'm just trying to <laughs> I would like yeah, to unpick look, what, again, you go back to ego. you know look, e- we need egos but so in mm-hmm. times of uncertainty not everyone's comfortable with the we'll work it out uh, people need to know stuff so people mm. will make a land grab or might be seen to be making a land grab for position power mm. responsibility yep. uh, sometimes that is their way of making some form of certainty Mm. Uh, uh, understanding the direction, yeah, right. Really, really understanding the direction. Mm. Um, I, I, I think, uh, and we see that. You know, the, the wonderful thing with what we do is, be it working with an individual or a team or a person in a position of power. Yeah, if you really want to make a difference, you've got to understand where the business is going, and uh, is everyone clear about how they're going to get there? So I think it simply boils down to that with the understanding is your business working in a silo or is it part of a system mm-hmm. and if it is what, what what part of that system play on 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 whether it's, it's mm. your entity is going or the, the your organization is going uh because then you can come up with some really good strategies to implement and bring people with you i, I don't know that those simple questions are answered well enough okay very interesting so how would you or um pressure point team help with some of that uncertainty yeah, I, I think it varies okay. depending who we talk to in a business mm. it could be just an individual mm-hmm. saying I'm in a role with change I'm now I looked after eight people I've now got 50 and uh, I somehow you know, I've got no objective set I've got no you know I love mm. it I put my hand up straight away when now I'm 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 nervous I'm un, I'm unsure I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing that we can help an individual with that uh, sometimes it might be the CEO going, I've just been put in charge of five organisations and I was the newest member of the team and now I'm running the team. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Or it could be we've just given a, f- a big flux of injection of cash yes. with second round seeding and wow, we've got a team, we work together now, mm. undesirable behaviours are coming out and we're not we're fighting, we've, we're not we've got any clarity of direction. It could be... Oh, I've got some managers need training. Can we make? Which is fine, but again, is that part of a bigger story, bigger mm, picture, bigger narrative yeah, yeah. to help that organisation move forward? So it's a whole. It's a what we could be asked to do really varied. It varies from the the, the stakeholder we're we're talking to, what mm. their position is, what their view of developing people is, mm-hmm. what their knowledge of that is. Yeah. If they're knowledgeable in that area, that's great. We can have a rich conversation if they don't know anything. Mm. We're doing little steps sometimes. So mm. it really varies. It really varies from, from, you know, helping the top team, helping a team that's just been put together, uh, which is great. I like, mm. I, I, I can work in any part of the system. We can work in any mm-hmm. part of the system. I think the most fruitful parts of the system, if you get to work from top down, I think the top down is the most effective part in an organisation, yeah. uh, because it, you can drive cohesion in thought, in mm. strategy, in just helping people be their best at the top. 
the relationships being good at the top mm. and watch it cath gave down because they are uh, inspirations. They are uh, a magnets and mm. radiators uh, and they've got clarity in what they're doing. They've got clarity how they need to be and they're nailing it. Uh, and that's much easier to cascade mm. down. But that's difficult. Often we are approached by people who are nowhere near the top of that tree uh, and we will do what we can do for them. And that's the reality, and isn't that's it? That's the reality. You have your vision, you know what would work best, but then the reality. So, so like I said um, in the intro, so I've been fortunate enough uh, to work quite closely with you. Um, you definitely uh, opened my eyes early on and, and I probably should should note that, you know, I've you've definitely accelerated my, my career in terms of uh, my transition as uh, from media to you know coaching in the workplace, uh, understanding the business part, the system part. Um, so it's been interesting, and I've had the privilege of sitting in on meetings. You know whether we're you know pitching for new things and projects. What I noticed quite early on is that you're not scared to walk away from sometimes a lot of money, <laughs> right? If you don't think it is the most effective way for that leader or the organization or the individuals and um you know there's scenarios where somebody will say somebody whether it's people and culture say look this is what we want here's a list of what you offer there's coaching there's this training there's that there's this uh, yeah we'll have that one and this please and that and you will prod you'll you'll poke and you really will kind of get under the bonnet as to how that solves it um and 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 I think some people will probably love it and that's probably why they keep on coming back and then some people will be like, well, just do, just do what we need. Um, tell me a bit about yeah, I, I, I'm quite passionate about the end result. Mm. And the end result isn't always what is uh, initially required or asked for. So what we do, look, Peshpot, what do we offer? We offer executive coaching, leadership coaching, performance coaching, we also offer team coaching, we offer... Uh, a group work we offer uh, facilitation days and away days and you know facilitating strategic uh, conversations um, we offer life coaching we offer uh, redundancy coaching and mm. strategies we offer uh, uh, well 70 odd workshops to develop people with leadership and management and uh, yeah so we're like uh, you know presenting and, mm. and influencing and uh, and well, still well-being, you know, still well-being and mindfulness stuff. And they're all really brilliant stuff, obviously, I'd say that. But they are merely tools. They're merely tools to execute something. Hmm. Uh, and the best use to put the tools together is know, well, what is that long-term thing you're trying to achieve in the first place? And make it and integrate it. Integrate it into what you're already doing. Mm -hmm. Integrate it into other things that you're using. Yeah. And have a, a, a master plan in place that you can execute with all these wonderful tools. Mm -hmm. uh, not everyone gets that. Not everyone sees that. You can have that conversation and they will s still say, get that, but I just want Bob to be a better manager. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Uh, tell me, you know, fine, we can do that for you. Mm. But tell us that, that bigger picture piece. Tell us mm. that bigger picture piece and we can help you deliver that bigger picture for you. Uh, uh, so that's really the best... And that's what I'm passionate about. That yeah, no, well. it comes. You know, it comes we, we we get approached by people say, "Oh, uh, our people aren't getting on. Can you come do a Myers Briggs session for us?" Yes, we can do Myers Briggs. Is that the right tool? Because it's just a tool. There's a lot. Right? It's a tool, and yeah. it's a lovely tool. Wonderful research behind it. Wonderful tool. But it's just a tool. I'll guarantee you, we can come and do a wonderful day. Everyone will be happy. Uh, three months later, people have forgotten eight percent of what we we talked about in the commitments. So be clear about what it is you want, and yeah. be. 
you mentioned something earlier about the rate of pace, rate of speed. I think mm -hmm. human beings our brains work really quickly, um, generally. Uh, so we want it now. We want it now. And we can turn the TV on and we can watch both hour deliver his record-breaking British record time mm -hmm. in a 10,000 metre and go, I want to do that. I'm going to get out, put my shoes on, and I'm going to run for a week uh, and see what happens. <laughs> expect right? and, and expect that yeah. expect that change. Mm. right? But actually, everything, and that's one thing I learned in the athletic world, there are no shortcuts. There are no, absolutely mm. no shortcuts. We want them, don't we? We really, we want, we really want We want them. And tech, the quick fix. Tech, make, tech makes us feel that we can have them. But there are no quick fixes. When, when you're developing people potential, there are no quick fixes. And uh, what we work on, be it individually, team, organisationally, we're working often on the soft skills, the, the, the limbic part of the brain. That doesn't learn quickly. It learns mm -hmm. over repetition, over a period of time. So if you really want relationships to be better or a team to get better, understand that's going to take time and effort and consistent practice mm. and effort. So, yes, we can do a one-off day, half-day mm. session on my bridge. Will it get you to end goal? Probably not. Mm. You probably will not get that return on investment. What you want to do is work out what it is that success looks like, mm -hmm. what how that's going to look like on a day-to-day -day basis. Understand a one-off session is, is merely stage one, phase one. What you're going to do internally to make it live, what you're going to do individually to make it live, what you're going to do with follow-ups to make it live, and how much time and money you really want to put into mm. it to get that end, end, end goal. And that's the conversation. Not everyone's up for that. Yeah, we get that. this yeah. is it. Yeah. And the same with one-to-one -one coaching, right? We Trust can have a one-off yeah. session, yeah. people are high-fiving yeah. and brilliant, and that's great. Oh, my God, the light bulbs, yeah. waving. And, you as know, soon as they leave get, you. And, and, you and, and, and they cannot sustain yeah, it. Yeah, you need to sustain that, right? Yeah. Yeah, we see it. We see it a lot as a, as a coach. Um, I've got a few um, quotes, scenarios. Some are real, some are real-ish. I'm going to fire them at you. And what yeah. I would like is your candid gut reaction and how often you hear it or something similar. Right? Okay. First one. We need to have more diverse talent at senior leadership fast. Our clients want it, but we can't find them or attract them or flipping retain them. Yeah, yeah, I hear that a lot. <laughs> I, hear talk, I hear a lot of talk. Um, and I think it's connected to the last point I was saying. I think the talk is good. You've got to start somewhere. Talk is good. Mm. Right? Uh, in talking, you get to really understand what people's perspectives are. I think you can get to understand what people's visions are around it. However, it's got to be translated in some form of long-term durable action mm. repeated and, and monitored and evaluated. And that's difficult sometimes. You haven't thought about the culture within that mm. has, has, has manifested in the first place. Uh, so, yeah, I hear that a lot. Uh, I think in certain industries, it, there's some more drive around it. Uh, I don't think there's enough cross-industry, probably, cross-fertilisation, understanding how other industries do it. Mm. Um and therefore, not enough long-term planning and, and execution of the long-term plan. Okay. We might come back to that one. Mm -hmm. uh, another one. Uh, I'm losing my top talent in the uh, company. They actually want too much. Um, we've even got pay freezes. They just want well-being. They want it all. <sighs> well, I, I think, I think organisations have to be 
when I say organisation, I'm talking about top team. They're the, they're the, they're the drivers of yeah. it. Uh, more realistic about what they are and what they stand for. Mm. Okay. I, interesting, right? You know, I, I, don't, I, I like sport, obviously. I, I follow football to a degree. Um, there's something okay with certain clubs saying we are a mid-table club. Oh, in terms okay. of expectations, just saying this is who we are. Magic is what we are. Okay. Or we are uh, uh, an aspirational club, mm-hmm. or no, we are a top three club. Mm-hmm. That's what we are. That's or we're we just do. trying to survive. Or we're, or we're trying to survive. Okay. I, think that's, I think that's a really useful thing to, to, to mm. be honest and clear about it. I agree. I think there are some some teams who will say one thing and do another and say, okay. well, we can't, can't realise that aspiration because we haven't got the financial resources to do that. But be clear. What's the strategy? What's the end goal? What are you trying to really attain mm. and, and honour it right so if you're going to be a feeder team where you go look you know something we'd like to, we'd like to have this and this and this we'd like to have all these benefits like to all that but you know something we can't afford that mm-hmm. we haven't got the client base yeah. we have a a three year plan to deliver on that then great but right now we can't give you any of that mm. but we hear the roadmap. you in or out you in or out right because I can't give you that now but I'll give you yeah. that stuff in three three, three three years time so I think that 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 straightforwardness and strategic honesty, mm-hmm. I think, is missing. Okay. We might even come back to that one as well. Okay. And then this one. I'm stuck in doing mode, right? I'm just literally in the urgent phase. I don't have time for strategy. I know I'm supposed to for my role. Um, I don't even have time for personal team planning. To be honest, I don't even really get a lunch break. Very common. <laughs> <laughs> very common, very frequently uh, now, you know, because we're in a, mm. again, we're in a short-term, short-term mindset. I think mm. fundamentally, a lot of the industries we, we work with in a short-term mm-hmm. mindset, and that cascades down. So I think it's a very common thing for people to hear and feel. Mm. Uh, but what do they want to get out of that, that cycle, or that quadrant that Some want to get out of it, some can't. Why? Right. Because they like it. That's how they set up. So they'll learn about it. But look, without a doubt, uh, I think, uh, again, calling them support networks, bit external, internal, to help you mm. carve out time. Um, again, it, it, it's those individuals work in the system. It's very easy to come up, to help them come up with solutions for themselves. Mm. If the culture is very now and doing it now, that's hard to change. If every way they look around, it's about the now. Mm-hmm. That's how it's suddenly become strategic. Because you become the odd person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easier if you have people around who can support you mm-hmm. and, and share that common thinking, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Uh, and, but sometimes it, it's just the individual stuck in that habit mm-hmm. of being short-term thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and then definitely I'd ask you, ask you to get a coach, get help, get support, mm-hmm. to actually find time to stop become do, do you find do you find that some some people don't have the awareness to be able to distinguish from the what phase they're actually in mm-hmm. more of the time naturally you know you get busy periods and stuff but yeah. what, what yeah. i would describe in there is when somebody's literally in that 90 percent of the time do you ever find that some people at senior levels don't realize that they are in that yeah, i think self-awareness is not particularly correlated to uh, level of seniority yeah, right? yeah. whatsoever so yeah absolutely and look some people are wired up there's some really good tools on the market right now to just help identify people's strengths yeah be it 
future thinking or, or present thinking mm. or, or working in a more leadership way or more imagined mm. way. I think there's some really interesting things yeah. out there to help people identify that. Uh, and sometimes it is helping people uh, if they want to, because you can't do it without the will, to make that transition. Mm. Uh, sometimes it's about them getting a team around them who will do more of the strategic thinking for them. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's about knowing your... Uh, your strengths yeah, and, playing, and sometimes playing together. Yeah, bringing people in. Uh, last one. Uh, this one I've been hearing quite a bit. Um, so, I'm a woman of colour, and if I want to progress, I have to be very careful not to be too assertive, and I can't wear my hair naturally. Essentially, I can't really be myself if I want to progress. It's interesting, isn't it? If I hear if I hear that, um, and I and I do, I would challenge the belief pattern of how important is it for you to conform in the environment you're in. Mm. If you need to conform to the environment you're in, maybe that's not the right environment for you to be in. Mm. Okay, so to make that choice, or if you decide that is the right environment for you to be in, okay, and you really want to change that cultural thinking. Okay, well, let's get on with it. Let's start mm. thinking and planning and strategizing to change it. Are you prepared for the ups? And are you also prepared for the lows and the challenges mm. that will bring? Mm -hmm. uh, so, and the question's there. That's the question, right? So, do you want to be a Rosa Parks or do you want to actually not? Nothing mm -hmm. wrong in the answer. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's up for that battle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Not everyone's up yeah. for the battle. Sometimes the culture is overpoweringly will consume you. Mm. But the choice is yours, and that, that you know, as a coach, uh, I'd be pu pulling out the desire to make the choice, mm -hmm. right? Yep, I'm going to do nothing. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm going to make a stand and bring me to work. Or three, no, I think this is lose-lose. Uh, I'm going to plan to go so find something else. Accepting this is the environment, this is the system... And working out whether you're up for it and or can sustain. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Right. So people are listening to this and um, you know they know that you you're very experienced and you, you've got quite well really good insights as to what's happening. And what would you say are some of the trends that you see in terms of people who are actually thriving in the workplace and in terms of their um, job satisfaction? Mm -hmm. Are there any sort of habits that you would pull out I think people are very clear about their purpose what makes mm. them tick they're therefore prepared to accept uh, some of the circumstances around them that might not be working for them and focus on the stuff that is working for them mm. I think they, they have supported themselves again with with similar minded thinking people yep. um, which enable them to thrive mm. Really, I, I think that's a really key thing. If it's not, they're prepared to move. So that means, uh, again, even before the habits are in, they have a good relationship with themselves. Right? Their self-concepts are robust. Mm -hmm. They're not doubting. Mm -hmm. It's not working for them. They're not blaming themselves. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the right environment. Or it's not the right conversation. Not the right relationship. Which means if they've got the right level of self-belief, yeah. that means they're they're going to be self-reliant. They're going to be more self-confident and therefore make the decisions for themselves that work. And I think that's how I see it. Those who are who are 
carving and flying. Mm. Are more self-confident. Yeah. They are more self-reliant. They are more self-aware and self-knowing. Mm. Uh, and are not just finding themselves in in environments that work for them. Are carving it out for themselves. Right. right. So I think before anything, that's that's the key thing before the habits form. Mm-hmm. But with habits, I would say positive self-talk is massively important. I think the majority of people who have the the voice in the head yeah, that that's... is not on their side. We talked about mm-hmm. um, having a good support network. Support network number one person is the voice in your head. <laughs> voice in your head. Yeah. So even if things aren't going around you, you're, you're comfortable with challenging yourself. Mm-hmm. So is that me? What is in me? What can I change? But also it's comfortable looking out mm. at the environment and saying, okay, well, this environment isn't great or mm-hmm. I need to change that or I'm not allowing that person mm-hmm. to talk to me in that way or, or, or set me things mm. way, way beyond what I think is, is okay for my personal boundaries uh, and be comfortable. And I think those people who are comfortable with that mm. are already comfortable with themselves and therefore are carving the relationship that they want and the boundaries that they want. And those who are struggling haven't got a relationship with themselves first. And it's really difficult, I think, mm. to to help people fly, do amazing things, if they haven't got the relationship with themselves. That's a big one. That is a big one. Cool. There you have it. And then those who want to turn their passions into a career, or at least, you know, work into their strengths, what what would you say to, to those people listening? I think that you need to decide heavily are you someone who uh, is entrepreneurial mm. okay or not nothing mm. wrong with either if you think if you are entrepreneurial learn your trade in a business mm. right try and learn before flying out I, I think that's a really useful thing to do mm. uh if you can know that's not working for everybody i get that some people just want to get on and do their own thing mm-hmm. which is good um but if you can le- learn a trade within another org i think that's a useful thing to do uh, have that self belief, but it needs more than self belief, right? Because <laughs> right? there are many, many bad ideas out there that of fail. Of course, yeah. But there are many, many amazingly good ideas mm. that still fail, right? So, self belief is key, but you need to do the due diligence work. And as we said right at the beginning, mm. uh, make sure it's a good idea. Have good people around you. Have all the those functions that a business would have, mm-hmm. you need to have them as well. Yeah, of course. Right? And, and do uh, and set it up as, as professionally as you can mm. from the start. I really think that's an important thing yeah, to do that. Uh, and uh, and be, no, don't be afraid to challenge yourself, I think. There you have it. Thank you very much for your time, Adrian. I know you are a very busy person. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the thought-provoking questions. I want expect anything less oh thank you very much appreciate it um passions and professions everybody um you can uh, check out the other episodes uh if you're listening on soundcloud it's um uh, passions and professions uh, passions n professions in case you do in the end uh, on soundcloud and itunes um or check out my website it's www.lpexcellence.com slash resources you can email me as well derek at lpexcellence.com and on uh, social media as well that's it guys Uh, break boundaries be empowered